Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, we have a, a massive 12-game Wednesday slate coming off of the one-day showdown slate last night where two of decently owned players in, in Dwight Powell and Patrick Beverly end up getting hurt in that one. Powell likely done for the season with an Achilles injury. Beverly on a back-to-back tonight. I have him currently out, but we'll get into that in a second. Hopefully, you enjoyed that that showdown slate. I didn't end up playing it, and I'm happy I didn't based on the news that came out, but if you did, hopefully you profited, but we have a 12-game slate tonight to break down, and let me tell you right now, I did. I posted a tweet. You can follow me on Twitter, at DFS about how this is already the craziest news slate. Just based on people's statuses changing or being in doubt today, there's 31 uh, players. And you could actually add another one. I don't have a couple players on here because their status doesn't matter as much. 32, 33. And this is not even counting people who are now probable. This is just mainly uh, trade candidates, but also now um, players that are just questionable due to injury, out, doubtful, all those things. So usually at this point, I've got like 16. And now it is a 12-game slate, so bigger than these other 10 or 9 or 8-game slates on Wednesdays. But Usually it's like 18, maybe 20. So this is a crazy news slate already. We're going to have even more with loads of teams on back-to-back due to the 12-game slate. Before we get down into all of that, please do hit the subscribe button. We're approaching 19,000 subscribers. And man, it would be fantastic to get that by the end of the week. So if you get any value from the podcast, subscribe to it. Leave a five-star rating review. Any value from this YouTube channel, what's going on as I wave to you, please do hit that subscribe button. Helps me out a lot. And lastly, this video is sponsored by drafters.com drafters.com is an online snake draft format that if you're familiar with playdraft or draft.com that is no longer going to be accessible for 2020 as FanDuel has uh, said that they're not going to put that out anymore uh, that site in that, that format so you can check out the snake draft formats over on drafters.com it's really fun i've been playing there on a weekly basis now they usually do a lot of free rolls especially for the nfl um, imagine they'll have some xfl tournaments as well coming up if you use the promo code sal 100 you get 100 percent deposit bonus up to 50 bucks normally it would only be 50 percent. so if you want to use that promo code it does help me but it also does help you as well so Let's get into this video because it's it's a crazy video. We're going to skip the target offense sheet. I'll gloss over it. You can screenshot it. Um, but for the most part, that'll be with the projections. That'll be on Patreon later today. I have everything projected right now, but I'm waiting on more news before releasing those because there's going to be a lot of news. So alphabetical order, uh, Alex Lynn, uh, we'll go through. He is questionable today for Atlanta. If he was to miss in this one, it would help um, Bruno Fernando. It would help Damian Jones. It would help John Collins. Jalen Brown is the only news for Boston. He is questionable today. This would help Marcus Smart uh, enter the starting and remain in the starting rotation, as well as just Gordon Hayward, Tatum, Kemba, all those pieces. Heading to Denver, there's a lot of injury news. You have Paul Millsap out, Jamal Murray out, Mason Plumley out, and Gary Harris going to be doubtful. So there's a ton of stuff that's going to happen here. You already have this somewhat reflected in a lot of salaries, like Mike. Michael Porter Jr. already up in that mid to upper 6K range. He should stabilize stabilize around 30 minutes. Monty Morris seems like one of the better values here who's going to get big minutes. I have him projected for close to 32, 34 minutes here. You can imagine Jokic minutes stabilize around the mid 30s now with these guys, especially Plumlee being a new addition to the injury report out with a, uh, right now they're calling it a foot injury. I think that you get more Hernan Gomez in this game than usual because of Plumlee being out. Uh, the third string center, if you will, you get a lot more stabilization for Jeremy Grant's minutes with uh, um, also, Gary Harris being out, you're going to get more Malik Beasley. Plus, it could be a Tory Craig 16 or 24 minute game, depending on how they want to utilize him out there today against James Harden. So, 
it's a spot where this whole entire team is going to be a nuclear bomb, and a lot of them open up some value, but a lot of it's already priced for it. Heading to Detroit, a lot of injury news, some some interesting injury news here. You have Andre Drummond, who's questionable with a, a lip. This guy's injuries this year. Avocado to the eye blew that thing up. Now he's a lip injury. And then Reggie Jackson, who's the flat minimum, is, is questionable with a back. The first time that he's been ruled questionable since sustaining this back injury a few months ago. If he does return, I wouldn't expect him to play anything more than 18, 20 minutes maybe. So the fact that he's $3,000, though, very similar to Gordon Hayward earlier this year, DraftKings messed up by not pricing him up and paying attention to really his status. Must have just been something that came out of nowhere, but... Keep an eye on that if for some reason he wasn't going to be on a minutes limit today at 3,000. He's clearly a fantastic play and option. And then Tim Frazier is ruled out today with an illness. Uh, heading over to Golden State, just Jacob Evans III is questionable with a concussion today. I expect him not to play. Uh, I'm not projecting him for minutes. Draymond Green is off the uh, injury report. And Glenn Robinson III is also probable. So those 60 minutes or so are going to go back into the rotation. For Houston, just Austin Rivers is questionable with a thumb. I'm projecting him in to play around 18 minutes or so. Indiana, it's just going to be Aaron Holiday questionable today with a thumb projecting him in for about 18 minutes as well Duncan Robinson's the only news in Miami he's questionable with an ankle pretty impactful he's been playing 30 plus minutes a game as of late in a really good matchup now against Washington if he was to miss you already have I imagine Justice Winslow going to miss for an extended period of time as they said undisclosed but it would be something to keep an eye on as it would open up more value in Washington for the Tyler Heroes of the world who's already a decent value today as well as the Derek Jones Juniors and so on in New Orleans tons of injury news Zion Williamson expected to play today now he's ruled questionable but his they announced that on the 22nd will be his return so I don't think this is anything more than just a, uh, he's probably going to play. I only have him projected for 15 minutes. I don't know how much they push him. Maybe you get 20 here. So at $5,000, it's not anything that I'm too uh, focused on getting to today. You have Derek Favors questionable at 6,700 with his back injury. I'm ruling him in right now because of just all the injury news in the slate, trying to make it a little bit easier to project. Jalo Okafor is questionable with a back. Josh Hart questionable with an ankle. I'm projecting Josh Hart in. Jalo Okafor out. Kendrick Williams is already, um, I believe he is ruled out. I have him as questionable here with a back. Actually, I think he might be questionable. Either way, I have him ruled out. Uh, that's all the injury news that you're having right now in New Orleans. Obviously, a lot of it, even if Zion does play and I expect him to for 15 to 18 minutes, that alone is going to impact a lot of things for the Josh Hart's of the world, the Etuan Moore's of the world, potentially the minutes ceiling of guys like Brandon Ingram as well. So keep an eye on that. In New York, Marcus Morris and Dennis Smith Jr. are both questionable. Morris with an ankle, Dennis Smith Jr. with an oblique. I have uh, Dennis Smith Jr. ruled out today. It's going to help all those guys in Damian Dotson, Frank Nielakina, the guards behind, also Reggie Bullock. Um, RJ Barrett's already out, so Reggie Bullock's been playing 30-plus minutes the last few games. I expect that to continue. And right now I'm projecting Marcus Morris to be in and play 30-plus minutes. OKC, you have Steven Adams questionable. There's Noel. There, there's two starting centers, backup and starting, um, or there are two depth chart centers in those guys. They're both questionable. I have Adams. I have them both in for now. I don't know how this goes. They're both dealing with ankle injuries. They both didn't practice yesterday, but if I'm going to project 48 starting center minutes out, and now I have to start giving Mike Muscala 30 minutes, and, and who knows after that minutes, I'm just going to wait till they go through a shoot-around. They do have a shoot-around this morning, and then I'll go from there. Um, Terrence Ferguson's already ruled out, as well as Abdel Nadar, some secondary players at the flat minimum and then if you go over to phoenix aaron baines is ruled out with a hip and also cameron johnson's questionable the quad cameron johnson's injury actually matters it'll tell you how many minutes mccall bridges actually plays today and if you're going to get anything more than 20 or 22 minutes out of dario sarch in sacramento kent Bazemore and anthony tolliver expected to play today i have tolliver for like just eight minutes or so projected i have kent Bazemore for like 15 i don't know how these guys are going to fit into these rotations sacramento already has very deep rotations um so we'll see from there and you also have bogdanovich coming back which even if ariza was still on this team would have impacted his minutes 
And then for the Clippers, Pat Beverly got hurt last night with a groin injury, left the front end, did not return. He says it's a sore groin. I don't expect him to play him on the second night of a back-to-back. Kawhi Leonard has not been playing on second nights of back-to-back, so I have him questionable for rest. And Paul George, he did attend shoot-around yesterday, but he did not play in the game. We'll see if they put him out there today. I'm actually projecting Paul George in for 30 minutes. I'm projecting Kawhi and Pat Beverly out. It could just as well be that Paul George misses again, but that's just another 30 minutes that you're already missing uh, Beverly's minutes and Leonard's that I just don't want to try and figure out which one of these dumpster dives of um, the the Mo Harklesses and the Jermichael Greens ends up playing 35 minutes today. I'm just going to project Paul George in and wait till we see what happens there. So after we get through 31 pieces of injury news, I kind of went through it a lot quicker than usual, but uh, just to keep this video slightly briefer, even though there's a lot of news and, and get it all in there, hopefully that was helpful to start the day. Look, it's a 12 game slate. It, it's a crazy slate. There's going to be news throughout the day through shoot arounds all the way up until lock, even after lock. So be very attentive today. If you cannot be at your computer from like literally six o'clock until 830 and make some sort of changes, unless you're playing at lower stakes and you don't really care if something impacts your lineups, I would recommend not playing tonight. It's one of those slates where you're going to have a lot of headaches, but if you're paying paying close attention to it, you can also succeed because a lot of other people are going to have to really keep up with it, and not a lot of people do that. So let's head into the player projections, um, or not the player projections, that's what my next tab is here because I was working on them. Player projections are over on Patreon. We'll get into my early interest. If you want the target offense sheet, that's also on Patreon. I tried to keep this this small, right? So there's there's 12 teams. I could have easily listed 50 players. Like my, my player pool today is going to be close to like 55 players or 60, depending on value. And I want to get that down as much as possible. And as news comes out, I will be able to get that down. But right now, in terms of 5x value, that's what everybody looks for, right? You don't want to be looking for 5x value today. I have 60 guys at 5x value. I have close to 40 guys at 5.2x value. So my cutoff and like getting guys in my player pool right now unless you're dirt cheap, it's going to be around 5.2x. If I have 39 guys, I think it is right now, projected for 5.2x or better, and that's because I'm projecting certain players not to play and to play that are questionable. So that'll change some things, of course. But at the end of the day, some of these questionable tags are going to be ruled out, probably 50% or more of them. So it's going to open up a lot of value. You already have soft pricing across the board on DraftKings and some other spots. Really good matchups for guys playing huge minutes and not priced for it. So there's a lot, a lot of great pieces, and that usually leads to high-scoring nights, which makes sense on a 12-game slate with so much injury news. So factoring this for just a top, uh, 20 guys right now that I think stand out to me, these are 20 of probably 40 guys that stand out, but maybe some of the, the cream of the crop, if you will. Um, Trey Young at the top at 9,500. I don't know if this is a slate you have to pay up. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of value, but a lot of that value for me is is in the like the balanced lineup builds, $8,000, $6,000, $5,000. As you can see on here, my cheapest player that I have interest in is $4,800 Monty Morris. Now, obviously, I have interest in some 3K players. Their value is not popping up as like a 5.3X type of thing. It's popping up as like a 5.1X, so I'm just not listing them as much. But there's a good amount of those types of players um, that I think are at least in play today. Um, just none of them stand out as priorities and not enough for me to want to go stars and scrubs. So Trey Young at 9,500, I think he's fine, especially if this Clippers team is going to be out without Beverly, huge, great defender that would take away Trey Young for parts of this game. Going to be out without Kawhi, which also helps in terms of Trey getting to the basket, which he doesn't do that much. But at 9,500, I think it's a, a fine spot to be targeting him in one of the higher paced spots, uh, a 110 team total. 
Jimmy Butler at 8,500 against Washington. The matchup is just boosting this up so much for him. A 117 team implied total, way more than their average season points per game. This is this is the start to the 8K range where I like a lot. I have Butler projected for only 34 minutes. If you got 35 or 36 out of him, you'd be an even better play. Nikola Vucevic, he's been playing fantastic over the last 30 days. Close to a 1.4 fantasy point per minute producer. I think I have him at 1.38, 1.39 over the last 30 days. Now he has a matchup against potentially OKC without Steven Adams and maybe even without Nerlens Noel. Even if one of those guys misses it, it benefits Vucevic, who I have projected for 32 minutes today. Great spot. De'Aaron Fox is playing huge minutes. I mean, you can project him at 37 and 38, and I wouldn't say you're crazy. I have him at 36 on the conservative side, and even that looks good today. Um, It's a spot against this Detroit team that continues to get worse on defense as these injuries continue to have a longer sample size on them now. 111 team total. The minutes are huge for this guy. Hard not to like De'Aaron Fox. The only issue is price right next to Vooch. Butler, the next guy in DeRozan. Hard to kind of prioritize them. I like them all. DeRozan at 8,200, playing huge minutes. Hard not to project him for 36 to 38. He's no longer playing 32 to 34. Also, on the other end of that, you have DeJounte Murray not playing 28 or 30 like we thought we were going to get a month ago when his minutes limit was restricted. Now I can project him for 24 or 25 to feel comfortable, which helps DeRozan. DeRozan's point per minute over the last 30 to 40 days is in the 1.3, 1.35 range. He is balling out and he's playing huge minutes. So both of them are coming up. The matchup against New Orleans is very good. Now you do have Drew Holiday, one of the better two-way shooting guards in the league. Lonzo's been starting. So that defense, if you're looking at season stats for New Orleans, especially due to injuries, is going to look a lot worse than it actually is today. But either way, the minutes are hard to pass up at 8,200. A 116.75 team implied total is one of the higher ones in the slate. Really good spot. uh, One of the better game environments to target. Sabonis at 7,900. Hasn't been playing minutes, bigger minutes as of late because of blowouts, because of injury. I haven't projected for 34 minutes today in a matchup against Phoenix where they're going to be down Aaron Baines, where they're potentially going to be down Cam Johnson. Uh, I like attacking the front court with Sabonis, who once again is, is continuing to dominate around a 1.3 fantasy point per minute. I think he's at 1.28 over the last 30 days for me on DraftKings. You're getting a guy who, not a great pace spot here, um, but a good defensive matchup. At a 110.25 team implied total, I like that. Kemba at 7,400. Maybe Kemba's one of the guys I don't like at, at the most out of all these guys, but this is one of the best game environments you can find. Boston has like a seven points higher than their normal projected today um, because Memphis defense is bad and Memphis plays at an insanely high pace. A 119.25. This team in Boston usually averages around 110 points per game. Kemba's at 7,400. Very fair price point for a guy who I have projected for 33 minutes. You can get 34, you can get 35, you can get 32. But the point per minute production has been there around a 1.2 guy on the season. He's right around that over the last 30 days. Um, I like Kemba. He's a very safe play. You're talking cash plays, pretty safe option. GPPs, he's fine. Really, if he, if he has no ownership on him, he's a nice pivot to some of these next guys like Lou Williams. I have Lou Williams projected for 35 minutes today. I'm, pre- I'm projecting Pat Beverly and Kawhi Leonard out. Lou Williams, when he's on the court with Paul George, is around a one fantasy point per minute guy. If Kawhi and Pat Beverly are out, he's going to have to be on the court. And if Paul George is even in... He's going to be on the court about half the time without Paul George, where he starts to come into a 1.3 fantasy point per minute guy. He becomes the dude, sometimes 1.35, depending on who else is off the court. If Paul George does not play today, Kawhi does not play, and Pat Beverly does not play, Lou Williams is going to go out there for about 35 minutes and average about 1.3 fantasy points per minute against the team in Atlanta that is terrible against guards. This Trey Young defense for two years now led by him against the backcourt of teams is not great. Lou Williams would be one of the best plays on the slate. Right now, he grades out as a fantastic option if Paul George is in for me. If Paul George happened to be out with Kawhi and Pat Everly, he'd be hard-pressed to say he's not one of the best plays on the slate. 
Bradley Beal played 33 minutes in his last game. I'm projecting him for 34 here. Tough matchup against Miami, but he's only 7,200. You might get all the, the training wheels off of Bradley Beal from this injury, and he goes down and plays 36 or 38 minutes, and at 7,200, he easily smashes that price tag. So I'm projecting him for 34. He looks like a top 10, top 12 play in the slate at that point right there, point for dollar-wise. It's a nice spot. Lamarcus Aldridge projecting for 34 minutes against New Orleans. Fine matchup, especially if Derek Favors is out. Julio Okafor is questionable. Not anything of scare. These Both of these guys are not the craziest of defenders, but still, if both of those guys are out, you get even less depth there with Jackson Hayes um, and Nicola Melli taking over. Aldridge is 6,800. Um, it stands out on this slate, without a doubt. It, it's one of the better value plays, and, and a lot of these guys are, but he's one of those that is around the 5.5x type of range with a 116.75 team implied total and a really good rebounding spot. Lonzo, similar to Kemba, is not one of the ones who stands off the page as much for me with Drew Holiday back. But 6,800, if you're going to get 33, 34 starting minutes at Alonzo, even with Drew Holiday on the court this year, he's over a fantasy point per minute producer in a nice matchup against San Antonio that is nowhere near the defense that we are kind of thought to, that they are in good defensive opponents, a good pace spot, a 120.25 team implied total here. Um, it is hard to ignore Alonzo, and a lot of people will. The ownership is going to go down on him, and that's where he becomes a better play in GPPs because Drew Holiday's back. Ingram's still playing 35 plus minutes. Um, you have now the uncertainty of how many minutes Zion plays and how that factors into this offense. Um, I do like Lonzo at 6,800 as a GPP option. Jonas Valanciunas, he's been playing bigger minutes. I'm projecting him for 28. And now his price point's coming up, but that's a good spot against Boston that doesn't really have a a defensive player to to match up to him in the Ennis Cantors and Gordon Hayward and Grant Williams of the world. So Jonas Valanciunas at 28 minutes, he's played in the last game, didn't get there, but he's been playing 30 or 28 or 29 minutes over the last week, week and a half. Having him at 28 looks like a fine option. Center only eligible, so like it makes it easier to get to guys like Aldridge for $100 more. He could throw into the power forward spot, but I still think he's a fine option. I don't know what's happening with Kyle Lowry's price point. The man's 6,600 against Philadelphia. Really tough matchup, of course, but um, he's 6,600 against Philadelphia with half of his team on a minutes limit. Marcus on a minutes limit. Pascal Siakam on a soft 30 minutes limit. Um, Fred Van Vliet on a soft 25 minutes limit. He's played 28 and 26 in his first two games back. Maybe you get news that those changed today, but yes, he has not been getting those minutes and points over the last four games or so for Lowry, but look into it. Three of those games, he got in foul trouble. Two of those games blew out. I still have Kyle Lowry projected for 35 minutes, and I'm not shocked to see him play 38. He's only 6,600. Albeit a tough matchup, this is still a guy who is a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer or around there, even with Siakam on the court. And now Siakam's going to play six, eight less minutes than he normally does. Fred Van Vliet's going to play around 10, eight less minutes than he normally does. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is, is, is wildly mispriced. Marvin Bagley's price point finally rebounds, having projected for 32 minutes and a good matchup against Detroit. I think it's still completely fine to get to. It's just no more, nowhere near a priority as it was the other night, uh, two nights ago when he was like 5,400 or something crazy like that. Markel Fultz at 6K, having projected for 31 minutes. You still have no DJ Augustine. Michael Carter-Williams is back playing in the teens, 15 or so. Uh, but Fultz at $6,000, it's a fine point. It's not a standout option. The matchup against OKC is, is tougher, but it's a very fine and solid price point on this guy playing 31 plus minutes. He is now over over one fantasy point per minute over the last 30 days. Uh, very good spot for Fultz. Gordon Hayward is too cheap at 5,800 in this environment of a, a 119.25 team implied total. He's a guy who's over a fantasy point per minute, not only on the year, but over the last 30 days, even with uh, Kemba being back for a good part of, part of that over the last two weeks. So Hayward, just too cheap. Now, not he's a guy who, if you put in your tournament lineups, could get you 26 or he can get you 46. So it's a wide range of outcomes here for Hayward, but at 5,800, it eliminates a lot of that risk. Marcus Morris, like I said, he's questionable, so keep an eye on it. I'm projecting him in at 5,800 against LA. Tougher matchup for sure. LA seems to be fully healthy at this point, um, so I would prefer Gordon Hayward there. Both seem okay. Jeremy Grant at 5,600. Price point comes up, but it's going to be hard to, especially with Plumlee not in there, 
picturing him not playing at least 32 minutes i haven't projected for 32 if you told me you projected him for 34 i wouldn't think you're crazy in a nice pace spot against houston here he seems fine shabazz napier another one of those guys who's highly variant have him in for 29 minutes could play 28 could play 30 i think he has his minutes pretty stable regardless but the issue for shabazz is he can go out there in a matchup where he might see some chris dunn maybe a tougher matchup against chicago and he can put up a 20 fantasy point performance or he can put up a 35 36 point performance so at 5100 with Wiggins around him, with Culver playing a lot of minutes, Towns now back playing his normal minutes, it seems, coming off of a 35-minute game, it seems like Napier's ceiling is gone, and his floor is also shaky. So maybe not one of the best uh, cash plays. And honestly, with the ceiling not being as high, maybe not one of the best GPP plays, but he is 5,100. If he wants to get you a 32, 33-point performance, I think it would be fine. Uh, Monty Morris at 4,800 is my last piece. I'm projecting him for 34 minutes. You just need more minutes now. Still no Harris. Uh, Gary Harris, he's doubtful. Still no Jamal Murray. Um, you just have Monty Morris out there. He played big minutes in the last game. At 34 minutes at 4,800 in this matchup, I think he's too cheap. Now, I don't have anybody else below this, but I, it would be me listing 40, 45 players at that point um, if I gave you all the guys in the, the 3K range that looked like okay values. If there were any that stood out as obviously great values, I would have put them on here. There's none that stand out above some of the rest of these types of point per dollar values. So these are all guys who are like 5.2X or above for me. So I'd just like to point that out. But thank you. I appreciate you all tuning into this video so much. This is a wild slate. Be sure to follow news. I will be on the Osmo YouTube channel at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time with Josh Engelman. I will also post up above right now my NBA Patreon projections. If you want to check those out, you can. I'll have my player pool and those interests all updated throughout the day. Uh, be patient. I'm probably going to just update them on like an hourly basis and then obviously up until lock on a an as news breaks basis, but I don't want to be making 500 updates today. Uh, I'll update them at two, at three, at four, at five, and then starting around 5.36 when we get more news, I'll update them at a more frequent, rapid rate. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Follow me on those social medias and check out drafters.com. Promo code SAL100, SAL100. Get you 100% deposit match. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you tuning in. Peace out, game. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.